Welcome to Vacation by Rails, Rail Insider, the show about global rail travel experiences and remarkable destinations around the world. I'm your host, Todd Powell. In this episode, we continue exploring Switzerland with an excursion to Mount Rigi, Switzerland's queen of the mountains and home to the Mount Rigi Railway, the oldest mountain railway in Europe. With the Mount Rigi Railway celebrating its 150th anniversary this year, there's even more reasons to take an excursion to Mount Rigi, including the return of steam locomotive number seven, which made the maiden voyage up Mount Rigi 150 years ago. Centrally located in Switzerland and an easy day trip from Lucerne, Mount Rigi offers spectacular views, cog railways, cable cars, and a wide variety of year-round activities. To give us an insider's look at Mount Rigi, we are pleased to welcome Johan Folks, head of international sales for Mount Rigi. Born in the United States, Johan has lived in central Switzerland since 2002 and obtained dual USA and Swiss citizenship. Johan has spent the majority of his career developing international travel products and programs for the U.S. and Canadian traveler and uses his free time to explore his alpine mountain neighborhood of central Switzerland and his home mountain, Mount Rigi. Let's welcome Johan Folks. Johan, thank you for joining me today to talk about Mount Rigi. Uh, with Mount Rigi's 150th anniversary coming up in 2021, there's no better time to learn about this spectacular Swiss mountain experience. You know, wh why is Mount Rigi considered the queen of the mountains? Well, a lot of people actually thought it, and I, and I admit it was, this, it was the case for me as well uh, before I started working at Rigi. I always thought it was about Queen Victoria and when she, she took her entourage up there uh, in the mid-19th century. And, and that certainly has played into the, to the myth of, Mount, of Rigi being Queen of the Mountains. But it actually, the term goes back to the 15th century when the, when the local Swiss humanist uh, Albrecht von Bonstetten coined the term, the Latin term, Regina Montium, uh, which which translated means Queen of the Mountains. So, uh, so that so that was quite some time ago. And then I think when Queen Victoria came, uh, it sort of gained momentum. Um, and uh, and interesting, you know. And actually, I should say that you know when Queen Victoria came up, that was pre uh, pre railways. So she was she was going up there with donkeys and. And carts and and there was there was a there was a whole a whole local uh, you know all, hundreds of local people that were sort of supporting that effort um, uh, but another interesting tidbit is a linguistic tip, tidbit and that is that in in German language uh, the the word for mountain berg is is a is a masculine word so you'd normally call you usually say der berg but for whatever reason and I'm not sure of the sort of Etymological uh, background to that, but it's always Rigi's always been referred to as D Rigi, which is female gendered. So uh, that's that's also kind of fed into this uh, notion that it's uh, it's 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 a queen of the mountains or a sort of female gendered mountain, if you will. Yeah, it's interesting. It seems like all those all the things you talk about just feed, feed into that to that that whole notion of queen of the mountains, and and it. And, it, and obviously a rich history there. You know, when you talk about Queen Victoria, and you talk about the tie into, into language, for example, and going back to the, you talk about the 15th century, when you talk about Mount Rigi, um, that history is even, even goes uh, beyond that. It goes uh, to the railway experiences themselves at Mount Rigi, right? I mean, when you- Absolutely. Yeah, and so, you know, why don't you talk a little bit about the railway experiences available on Mount Rigi and 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 how the history how the history kind of connects all that uh, together. 
Absolutely. Well, yeah, Mount Rigi is, is the, uh, in fact, the oldest cogwheel railway in Europe. Uh, so, you know, the railway is such, the railway experience is really a, one of our unique selling points. Um, uh, so the, um, the cogwheel, we have two different cogwheels. Uh, one ascends from the south-facing slope of Mount Rigi down to Vitznau, which is right on the lake, on beautiful Lake Lucerne. Uh, and then the other cogwheel ascends from a town called Goldau. So there's actually an SBB or Swiss rail train station called Art Goldau, and that's on the north face of Rigi. And so actually when the, when, when the railway was founded in, in 1871, they were, uh, they were founded as competing railways. So there was the Art Goldau train, which was coming up from north face. That actually was founded second, but and the Vitznau one was the original one. Uh, and they were two different companies. So they were actually competing uh, against each other. Now, now we we sort of uh, operate as one company, but in those days there was uh, there was stiff comp competition between the two lines. Um, and then, in addition to that, we've got a cable a cable car that comes from another lakeside town uh, called uh, Vegas, uh, and that goes to Kaltbad. So Kaltbad is actually the part of the mountain. It's not all the way at the summit, but it's part of the mountain where you've got uh, there's a, it's permanently inhabited. Uh, so there's a little settlement there. There's a village there. And that, that's actually where a lot of the spa uh, facilities on Mount Rigi are located as well. Uh, and then there's, a, there's another cable, uh, uh, another sort of gondola cable car that goes from a place called Hrebel uh, to Rigi Scheidek, which is a little bit further east along the, 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 the high plateau of Rigi. And that means, you know, effectively you can, you know, when people come to Mount Rigi, whether it's on a Swiss travel pass or whether it's just on a day ticket, you know, they've got that ability to jump, to hop on and hop off and, and get on different modes of transport. So I think that just makes it really exciting to, to, to come uh, a different way than, than you're leaving and combine different modes of transportation and, and really sort of uh, spice it up. Uh, in addition to that, we've got a lot of, uh, because of our, our historical legacy, we've got a lot of uh, historical railway exper uh, experiences. So in the summer and the warm weather months, we're operating a lot of uh, steam locomotive departures uh, and then we've got, um, you know, a very large selection of historical rolling stock, uh, Victorian era saloon carriages. Uh, and, you know, you, that can, those can be chartered and, and, and we do all sorts of special experiences in those as well. So it's, uh, yeah, like quite, the railway is one of the real stars of the show, if you will. Yeah, and it's interesting when you talk about, um, you know, at one point the, the railways competing, you know, that, that seems like kind of like a worldwide phenomenon, right? A couple of different rail lines and then they fiercely compete. And then, you know, over time they've, they've uh, you know, they've come together and then that history. And I always tell people, you know, when they think about what's it, you know, talk, talk about rail travel. Um, and one of the things I always find so interesting about rail, rail travel is that it is really it really is living history, particularly when you talk about these these vintage carriages and steam locomotives. I mean, there's there's really it's such a unique way to to really uh, you know live history in in the present day, and and uh, you know with the history like you said of Mount Mount Rigi being the oldest mountain railway in Europe. I mean, it really is a great opportunity for people um, who. Who, who enjoy rail travel to, uh, and, uh, or maybe are rail enthusiasts to, to you know, get, to, to really kind of be able to, to, to touch the history, to be a part of that history. You know, once, once people are on top of Mount Rigi, um, what activities are available and what, what can people expect? 
Yeah, so I think the first thing I, I would mention is that Maurigi is is open 365 days a year. So that is, you know, stems from the fact that we are, are formally integrated into the public transport network. There are living communities on the mountain uh, that need to be serviced. You know, you've got kids that are, are, are traveling down to go to school in the valley and then taking the cogwheel uh, up, up each, each evening. I mean, talk about a cool uh, commute to school. Absolutely. Um, and, and yeah, so I think that, uh, you know, that the fact that it's um, a year round uh, railway servicing this, this living community, I, I, you know, just opens this possibility for, for so much to do. I mean, I always say it's, it's, a, it really is a living mountain and, and um, it, that, that really feeds into the amount of experiences and the different types of experiences that can people, that people can do up there. Um, and because of the, the this hop on hop off aspect of the railway, I mean, it is as you'd expect a railway to be. There's there's platforms and there's trains to get on and off, and that's part of the experience is that people can really come and go as they please. They can combine. Maybe they want to get up, get, take the cogwheel part of the way up, and hike a segment, and then hop back on, to and then take it the rest of the way to the summit. Maybe have lunch uh, and then um, take the cable car down. You know, they they have that opportunity to customize, and I really think that that lends itself to combining, you know, combining experiences into the sort of whole Mount Rigi experience. Um, and, and in terms of the, uh, the actual types of activities, I mean, there's uh, the, the year round aspect of the mountain really means that, you know, you, you can do hiking uh, and walking pretty much at any time of the year. You know, it, it's probably maybe a little bit more intrepid in the winter months when there's, when there's snow on the ground, but you know, that, that can be aided by, uh, by snowshoes uh, you know, snowshoes allow you get to get out into terrain and access parts of the mountain that you otherwise wouldn't wouldn't be able to get to. Um, uh, we we can do horse-drawn carriages. Uh, we there's the spa and relaxation is is really uh, really a big element, uh, big aspect of the experience on Mount Rigi. And you know, another way to look at Mount Rigi is I always say this. You know, it's not it's it's more of a high plateau. So when you think of your your typical mountain having a summit and maybe a, a lookout platform and, and it's kind of really hemmed in at the top. Mount Rigi is kind of the opposite of that. You get up there and it's, 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 there's vast uh, expanses of space and, and really this high plateau. So, you, you know, it really lends itself for, for exploration. And, and, um, and I think a lot of people really kind of crave that coming. Certainly now, I mean, we're all kind of uh, locked down and in various stages of lockdown and, and really just kind of itching to get back out there. And I think that'll be an, that'll be an interesting aspect when people come coming out of this that I think a lot of people will really crave. Um, I think the food aspect is, is uh, the culinary experiences on Mount Rigi are really uh, interesting uh, selling point as well. I mean, you know, we've got working alpine dairies on the mountain, so, so people can come and visit the dairy. They can make their own cheese. They can taste the cheese if they're not uh, if they're, you know, maybe not into the whole cheese making aspect, they can still taste it. Um, there's all sorts of different mountain inns, uh, that, that cater to, to different sort of, uh, tastes. And I mean, a lot of it, a lot of the food around here is quite hearty, you know, so you get things like, uh, Alper Macarona, which is like an Alpine macaroni. So it's, uh, it's like mac and cheese with like, a, like a real Swiss twist to it, which, which I really like. Um, we do things like, uh, three, three courses, three hosts. So that is, uh, you'd actually do a different court. You'd have three different, uh, huts and you'd either uh, snowshoe or hike in between them and you'd take a different course at each of those 
huts or restaurants. So you'd have your starting course at one place, you'd have your main course at another, and then you'd have dessert at a third. So that, that's quite a popular program that we do on the mountain. Um, we actually have a, a really interesting uh, Michelin starred restaurant on the mountains uh, called the Edelweiss uh, Kreuter Hotel. Uh, and that's uh, their restaurant actually is called Regina Montium. So that's uh, referring back to the queen of the mountains and they do a kind of farm to table uh, concept where they uh, try to grow as much of their herbs and, 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 and fruit and vegetable in their own garden as they can. And the rest they source from the Rigi itself. And if they can't source from the Rigi, maybe it's from one of the surrounding communities. Uh, and I've been told by, by the, the lead chef there that the only thing that they import there from outside of Switzerland is the coffee. Uh, because that's uh, one of the one of the few things that <laughs> is, of course, exceedingly difficult to to grow in any uh, any any way, shape, or form in in the Alps. But uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a great. I've I've been there on a few occasions. It's a it's a great spot. Um, in winter, I mean, winter you can do everything from snowshoeing to sledding to winter walking. You know, so winter walking might sound a little bit. Uh, scary to people that, uh, for, for the sort of uninitiated, but it's, uh, it's, it's really quite mellow. I mean, they prepare, we have snow cats that will go out and prepare these hiking trails essentially and make them uh, suitable for winter walking. So uh, that, that's a very popular, uh, popular thing to do. We also have a small ski area. And Rigi quite often in the, in the cold winter months is you'll have hot clouds down below in the valley and, and what's what's so gratifying on a, on a day and we've had so many of these days recently because you, you you know the valley is completely socked in and maybe at about eight eight or nine hundred meters uh is where the the clouds will be situated and then everything above that is just bluebird and and, and sunshine and, and amazing so i think rigi is is, is great on, on days like that and and we that's the type of weather you get on rigi more often than not especially in the winter months but but sometimes also in the sort of autumn uh and then yeah it really just i mean it sounds like there's so much to do and it's such a a, a year-round destination and 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 it it's incorporating all of those elements that people people are looking for now, just as a trend in travel, I think generally, right? Right now, we yeah. have obviously people looking for these outdoor spaces and you talk about the plateau. I, I imagine that allows for hiking for all sorts of levels, right? Just moderate, moderate, easy walks to people who want maybe something a little bit more challenging. Um, but yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, it's uh, it, it, you know, whether you really want to storm the peaks or just do kind of a mellow walk. I mean, um, it's, yeah. It, there really is something for every everyone when it when it uh, when it comes to hiking or walking. I mean, hiking always kind of conjures up that term of okay, I need to get my hiking sticks. I need to make sure I have the right footwear. Uh, but but it's it's totally possible just to do mellow walks and um, you know for, for any length really and for any ability level. Yeah, and then I, the other thing the other thing I I, I really like is the the three courses with the three huts and you walk. I mean, that's like ideal, right? It's the, first of all, it's, it's, it's local, right? So it's like the far, like you said, the farm to table, but then you're also, when you're, when you're, when you're doing these hikes, you know, how great is it to like, I'm going to have a course and then I'm going to walk it off a little bit. Right. So then I'm going to be the next place so that I can, you know, really feel, feel good and, and, uh, and, and ready to have another course. I mean, that's, that's, it seems like a ton of fun. Yeah, for sure. Kind of earn it, just earning your earning your courses and sort of uh, indulging in the next uh, delicacy at the at, you know wherever wherever the the hike takes you. 
Yeah, that, that, that's super fun. So, you know, we talk about the history uh, of, of uh, Mount Rigi and, you know, now with 2021 being its 150th anniversary, um, how's, how's Mount Rigi going to celebrate this milestone? Yeah, so believe it or not, the, as I mentioned uh, a little while ago, it's, it, is the, it is the first cogwheel, you know, the cogwheel technology as such was, was patented by Nicholas Rickenbach, who, who was the founder of Mount Rigi Railways. And, you know, like, like so many uh, um, entrepreneurs and, and inventors, I think, you know, he, was, he, he, he struggled to get the, his idea through. And, and there were a lot of people that, you know, just thought this cogwheel technology was crazy and couldn't work and and uh, needless to say he was able to assert himself and, and get the patent and and then in 1871 after a few years of building the railway that that's when the the first trains were chugging chugging up the mountain from bits now and uh you know you it would be no exaggeration to say that this had a you know a formative uh, and, and sort of revolutionary impact on not only, you know, Swiss industrialization and, and that whole piece, but also just, you know, Alpine tourism. I mean, when you think of Switzerland, it's, you think of, of mountain railways, you think of these kind of bucolic and, and romantic landscapes and being able to get there and be whisked up there. And, and that was, you know, Mount Rigi played a huge role in that. Uh, and, and uh, so, so, yeah, in 2021, I think, you know, rightfully so, we really want to try to commemorate that and, uh, and, and draw people's attention to it. Um, we, we've already kicked off uh, the celebrations by, um, by uh, transporting actually the locomotive number seven, uh, which was one of the, the initial locomotives, uh, steam, steam locomotives that was, uh, was built in the late 19th century. And that had, had been at the Swiss Museum of Transport in Lucerne for uh, almost a hundred years. So, I mean, it was de decommissioned, I think in the thirties and, uh, and then we, uh, we've leased it now with, uh, with uh, the gracious support of the, the Swiss Museum of Transport. And, and we've actually moved this over to Vitznau by barge, by barge ship. So, so this happened in September. It's quite a spectacle. We had great weather, fortunately. And, um, you know, we, uh, we brought it on, uh, brought her along, uh, the, the lake on a barge and, uh, and now it's it's being painstakingly repaired so that uh, so that it can hopefully uh, you know chug chug up the mountain again. So the idea really is that we'll have these steam train departures with locomotive number seven. That'll be a massive highlight. We we do steam train departures already, but uh, I think the historical resonance and importance of locomotive number seven will you know really be exciting for anybody that's a rail enthusiast. And, sure, and uh, there's no shortage of those uh, those people around for sure. And then. The actual uh, anniversary weekend is uh, in, in May, so that the idea behind that is that you know we're going to do uh, uh, there's going to be a historical carriage parade. So all of the, the the historical carriages that that we have, they'll they'll be uh, paraded up the mountain. Uh, we'll have um, you know act different activities and different uh, you know just um, music and food stands and you know we obviously want to make this this will need to be uh, scaled up or scaled down in accordance with what the COVID situation uh, allows us to do then but I think we're quite you know we're quite excited with the warmer weather and, and hopefully right. the improving situation that it, it's going to be great um, there's got there's a there's a local fest there's an open-air festival that we're putting on in July so that's at Rigi Staffel which is up on the on the high plateau and and 
there, there's normally a, there's something, have you heard of Schwingen before? That's uh, that's like kind of a Swiss wrestling. So you get these big, these big guys that sort of wrestle in, in, um, in, uh, in sawdust. And it's kind oh, of, never, it's a little never, bit never, like, yeah. kind of like sumo yeah. wrestling. So yeah. that's, <laughs> that's something that we do up on Rigi uh, each year um, anyway. And so we're going to, we're going to do things like that. There's going to be folkloric things going on during the uh, anniversary weekend, but also during this open air festival. But then the festival will also have historical reenactments. So there's, there's gonna be uh, local actors and, and, and musicians that put together a show called Rigi Queen of the Mountains in July. And so that, that's actually gonna be a kind of an open air uh, theater, if you will. So that'll be it. Imagine going to an open air theater under the moonlight at uh, you know, 1500 meters, 1600 meters. So that's, uh, nice. that's super exciting as well. Yeah, uh, and then kind of this segue between the the the, the old and the new. Uh, we're we're going to uh, we've we've com- um, placed a, an order for for brand new carriages um, that that will relieve or, or supplement the the existing rolling stock that we have, and those are going to be de- delivered in, uh, in in autumn 2021. So um, e- even excuse me, even I don't don't know what those are going to look like. So that that's a very kind of secretive not you know like surprise that i think everyone's you know certainly getting very very excited about is what exactly those train carriages are gonna are gonna look like you know we want to make sure that it's in keeping with with uh with everything that marigi stands for but also kind of represents the future of uh of rail travel so that's uh, so those those will be brought into service in late 2021 so yeah so there's a lot lot on you know and uh we're super excited about it and i think it gives us something to uh, not, not only Mount Rigi, but also just the, you know, S- Switzerland and, and as a whole as a destination, you know, it's, it's garnered a lot of excitement. So we're, we're certainly very excited about it and really hope that the, 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 the sort of situation with, with uh, coronavirus and the pandemic really allows us to just, you know, do it, I think is, is ultimately what it comes down to. We want to be able to really put on a great show. No, absolutely. And, 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 you know, and what a great way, you know, if we come out of this, the, come out of this pandemic and, and then you're able to have this great celebration for, uh, you know, 150th anniversary. I mean, it'd be a, be a this is going to be a spectacular 2021. And the one thing I always love too, is to hear anytime I hear, you know, investments into, to uh, railway, whether it's uh, carriages, new routes. And so and that's what I love about Switzerland. There's always, you know, there's always an investment and a commitment to, to uh, to the railway experience, so the new carriages that are going to be delivered in in autumn. I mean, that, that's outstanding as well. Um, the the journey to Mount Rigi, you know, it 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 is really quite easy, right? It's centrally located, and and uh, and it's it's you know particularly spectacular when you can tie in, you know, from Lucerne where you can tie in the the boat ride. Can you talk about the Queen of the Mountains round trip with boat ride out of Lake Lucerne? Because that you know, there's people who have the Swiss travel pass, and 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 I. And it's all included. So it, I, it really sounds like it's, uh, you know, like I said, a spectacular way to get to, to Mount Rigi. Yeah, I mean, it really is the best day out that you can imagine. I mean, it's, it's this, I think this, this seamless blend of the lake and the, and the Alpine mountain experience is, is with the Queen of the Mountains round trip is really just, you know, unparalleled, you know, because it's, uh, you know, from Lucerne, it's not, it's not far to get to Rigi, but because of the kind of contours of Lake of the lake, you know, the, the, the boat is, is in fact the, the quickest way to get there. So some days I might take my car to drive to Vitznau. I'm, it, 
it's it's essentially the same amount of time and and as taking the boat. So I mean, as the crow flies, that's that's more or less the most direct route that you can take from from Lucerne. And our colleagues at uh, at the Lake Lucerne Navigation Company have uh, just just an amazing fleet of ships. I mean, they have old old steamships. They have uh, super kind of modern uh, yachts. Uh, the the Diamant is one that comes to mind. Um, and and you know this uh, they're also integrated in the Swiss Travel Pass. So, so this, this, this combination of, of the sea and the, and the mountain is, is really uh, amazing. Uh, and it's just the, the landscapes around Lucerne with you depart Lucerne and, and then all of a sudden you get out into the quote unquote open water and you've got this fjord like landscape, you've got the perspective of being on the water and, and um, you know, it is a different perspective when you, when you're beholding these mountains from the water. So I think, you know, I, I'll certainly always recommend anybody coming to Mount Rigi to, to, uh, to come on at least one of the segments by uh, by by ship because it's just uh, gives you such a such a cool perspective of, of of the whole sort of alpine landscape and 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 Mount Rigi itself. Um, and then once so once you take uh, once you get on it at Lucerne, you've got a fifty minute journey to get to to Vitznau. Vitznau is is our, our kind of main hub, and and literally you step off the ship, and there's there's probably I don't know you know, a hundred feet to get from, from, uh, from the ship dock to, uh, onto the, the cogwheel train. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's so easy. I mean, you can, you can pretty much do it in your sleep, just walk from one to the other. So uh, getting off at, at Fitz now, getting on one of our, our magnificent cogwheel trains, it's really, uh, it's really super easy. And, and, um, you know, we've, uh, um, you know, when you, when you start to, when you get on this railway, it's kind of, you know, they always, they always say that these express trains, you know, you hear a lot of these express trains in Switzerland, but they're often not really all that fast. And I think that's the beauty of it. You know, when you get on this cogwheel, they start, starts to just kind of pull you up and, and all of a sudden, you know, it's just, uh, you're, you're crawling up the side of, of, uh, of the queen of the mountains, uh, and everything, you know, that it just gives you yet another perspective, you know, then, then all of a sudden you're, uh, you're looking down on, uh, on, on the villages below, you've, you start to see the main alpine ridge open up and then you see all of the, the arms of Lake Lucerne um, unfolding below you. So I think it's, it's really special. And then, you know, maybe, maybe you're there on a day where it's fog, as I mentioned before, you might have that low level fog and then you have the anticipation of just pushing through that fog. So that's, that's super special. Um, and yeah, once, once you're at Rigi Colm, you've got this, uh, uh, you, you've almost got the sense of being uh, uh, on an island because uh, Rigi is uh, surrounded on three sides by water, so it's effectively on this peninsula, and you've you've got this this unrivaled panorama across the main Alpine ridge, the all across the Swiss middle land, uh, the the Jura mountains, which kind of form the border between Switzerland and France, and then you can on a clear day you can even see up to the Vosges mountain, the Black Forest in Germany. You've got a perspective over 13 different lakes. I mean, it, it truly will, you know, take your breath away. Um, and then, you know, from that, from there, you know, there's all sorts of, of course, all the activities that you can do up there. You can, you can take a coffee, you can take a meal, you can walk a little bit, uh, maybe engage in, in, a, in a more involved activity. But you know, when it's all said and done, you you can uh, you've got a couple different ways that you can go down. You can either take the other cogwheel train down to to Art Goldau. To have that different perspective on on uh, the you know the going down the north face of Rigi, 
uh, or you, you might opt to uh, to go down to Kalbad and and take the aerial cableway down to Vegas. So Vegas is actually another town on the lake, and then from there, um, it's a little bit a little bit closer to Lucerne. So then you'd have a slightly shorter boat ride back to Lucerne. But you know, I mean, y if you were pressed for time, you might be able to do it in in, in three quarters of a day. But I mean, you might as well just uh, give in to your your impulses and go for the full day because it it is a great day out and. Uh, you know, I think second to none as far as how to really structure uh, a day which is going to give you a combination of water, mountains, uh, the different perspectives of being on the lake, the, the, the bird's eye panorama at the top. I mean, it's, it's really spectacular. No, it's, it sounds it sounds spectacular. I have to tell you, every time, you know, I, I talk, talk to people, you know, in, in, uh, about travel, in, in, in the current, you know, era, COVID era, I get super anxious because I'm like, I, I can't wait to get out there again, right? I mean, everything yeah. you described, just, you know, I'm, I, I to, to be able to say, okay, I'm just going to get on, get on the boat, and I'm going to take it across the lake, and I'm going to hop on the train, do the cogwheel train. And then when you just said, get to the top and have a coffee, that's really all I want, right? <laughs> just yeah. like take, take out the views and just like, you know, uh, and just... Um, you know, take it all in, all those things that, that we, that we may have just taken for granted, you know, you know, when it came, came to travel. Um, and now. Yeah. And another thing is, is kind of like, there's no, I didn't mention it is there's, we don't really have, there's no turnstiles. There's no, you know, there's not, it's not an over, it's not an orchestrated experience when you come to Mount Reedy, right? So you hop on the, the train and then you can decide where it is that you want to hop off. But but it's just it's it's kind of very just liberating the whole the whole process because yeah. there's it's not it's really up to you to decide okay where where am I going to get on where where am I going to get off and it's not uh, you know this there's no there's no queuing as such I mean that's kind of a kind of a foreign concept for us at at Marigi, at least as far as the cogwheel is concerned because just because we can adapt to the to the um, uh, to the capacity that we need just by, by having different carriages on at the departure. So it's, uh, it really is kind of a, just a very seamless, very easy experience and one, you know, which will, will leave you draw, you know, just wowed, but in terms of the, the scenery and, and the, the, the richness of experiences. Yeah. And, and if there's anything people need right now, it's that, right. Just that freedom to just go and, 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 uh, and take it all in. So for first-time travelers, first-time travelers, uh, do you have any insider tips, recommendations, favorite routes or views that people should consider when they when they go to visit Mount Reedy? Yeah, so I think absolutely. I mean, there's so many. I don't even. <laughs> it's hard to even know where to start. But I think the for a first-time visitor, what what I think is a really great option is to take the train uh, all the way up to Reedy Colm. So so take it all the way to the terminus. Um, and from there, you've got um, you've got a few hiking paths or a few walking paths that um, that you can um, that you can walk around. And, and it's from there that you really have this 360 uh, degree panorama that I described a few moments ago. Um, and then you know, take take a coffee if it's late in the afternoon or early in the afternoon. Uh, take a, maybe take a beer or a glass of wine. Uh, and then the the downhill walk. Uh, from there to the penultimate or the sort of second to last stop at Staffelhöhe is, you know, it might be 20 minutes, you know, even, and that, and that would be at a relaxed uh, pace to, to Staffel. 
uh, sorry, I said, I said Stoffelho, I actually meant Stoffel. Um, and, and that's, you know, really something that any person could do. I think any reasonable level of fitness would allow you to do that because it's downhill. It's, it's just great because you, 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 you know, you've got the, the water and then sort of drop on one side, not, not a scary drop, but just this, this you know, magnificent kind of traverse that you're doing along, um, along the western flank of Mount Rigi and, and you can just walk downhill and then um, you know you, you're seeing Lucerne in the town you can see Pilatus in the distance you can see the Bernie's Alps on a clear day um, and and um, you know then you can stop at, at uh, there's a there's a there's a great little restaurant there called Bergenus and that's where you can get you know Alper Macaronen which are the Alpine macaroni um, there's just a great views from there um, and you can either hop on the train there at Stoffel, or you can you continue a walk, the walk down to Kalpot. It depends on you know your level of fitness or how inclined you are to do that. But but it's you know again it's that high plateau, so you're not talking about massive um, uh, you know drops or ascents, and it's just uh, it, it really is a great experience to do that. Um, and, and another one which is great is is um, getting off at is going to a place called Rigi Kenseli. So that is a uh, a little panoramic outlook spot that you access from Kaltbad. So Kaltbad is um, actually where you take the cable car to if you're coming from Vegas, um, or and it's also one of the intermediate stops that you would get off if you were taking a cogwheel from from Vitznau to Rigi Kolm. Um, and from there, there's a, there's kind of a 45 minute loop you can do, which is not at all that physically demanding, and uh, you sort of loop out to this this place called Kensley. Um, and you've just got this amazing view down towards Vegas all the way across to, to Lucerne. And, and um, you know, sometimes you can even, uh, what a lot of local people do is they, they'll just pack some grilled meats and, and there's, there's a grill pit there where they can, you can, um, they, they provide wood and you can just um, start your own grill and, and, and have like a, just kind of a spontaneous grill experience there, uh, which is amazing. Uh, and then from there, you can kind of loop up around. Uh, and, and that's another thing about the Swiss, the Swiss Alps and, and, and Rigi's no exception to that, is just the signposting and the wayfinding is, is, is really super clear. So you can do a nice little loop up to Staffelhöhe and, uh, and, uh, or, or possibly just double back on yourself and go to Kalpat and, um, and have something to eat there or, or, or maybe get some ice cream. Uh, but yeah, that's, it's kind of, it's, it's very close to Kalpad, which is well known, but yet it's, it's, it's somewhat of a, of an insider tip to go to, to Kensley. Uh, so that, that is, uh, you know, I prefer to take a lot of my, my first time guests there just, uh, just for them to see something, you know, um, just a little bit different. Um, so those would be my two, two major tips for, for any first timer. They sound, they, they sound fabulous. They, 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 they truly fabulous. I, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting there myself in 2021 and, and, and being able to do some of those because um, it just sounds like a, a, an, an, outstanding, an outstanding day to, to go up there, particularly if you're you know, in Lucerne, it's so simple to do. Johan, know, thank you for taking your time and sharing your, your expertise on Mount Rigi and the history and, and all of your knowledge. It, it really has been great, great speaking with you and, and really appreciate you sharing all the information. Well, it was my absolute pleasure. And uh, yeah, as, uh, as you say, it's, uh, uh, it's, it's just a matter of time before we can get the, um, 
get this show on the road as it, as it were. Right. And, uh, you know, Todd, I, I really hope to, to, to welcome you in person over here and, and, uh, to see, uh, many of your customers in, in, in the near future. And, uh, you know, we're, um, we're all just chomping at the bit to, to provide those experiences to, to people and to, for everything to open up again. That concludes this episode of The Rail Insider. Thank you to Johan Folks for his local insight of Mount Rigi. Check out our maps and images of Mount Rigi and Switzerland at www.vacationsbyrail.com. For specific questions on rail packages around the world, including Switzerland and Mount Rigi, contact a rail specialist at 1-877-929-7245. From everyone at Vacations by Rail, I'm Todd Powell. Thank you for listening.